And rental property be a second home? In this episode of the Senior Lifestyles Podcast, we'll dive into this question and ponder the pros and cons of renting versus buying a second home to help you decide which alternative is best for your particular circumstances. Are you hitting a new phase in your life and starting to again wonder, what's next? As we reach the age of retirement and beyond, it calls for answers to new questions in our lives, such as, what's the deal with senior living? How does Medicare work? And how can I live my best life in retirement? In this podcast, we explore the answers to these questions and much more. This is Pete Kears, and welcome to the Senior Lifestyles Podcast, brought to you by Cantissimo Senior Living. Many assume a second home means purchasing a house, townhome, condominium, or mobile manufactured home. However, there are those who have long-term rentals that they call their second home. Can you realistically consider a rental to be a second home? The answer is yes. Just as primary residence renters of houses or apartments consider their dwellings to be home, there is also an option of renting your second home. When does a rental become a second home versus a vacation or temporary arrangement? Here are some suggested parameters. First, what is the rental duration? The longer the rental duration, the more likely you would be to consider the property to be a second home. For most people, a longer term rental of 3 to 12 months could qualify as a second home. And then secondly, do you consistently return to the same property? If you return to the same long-term rental year after year, it's easier to confer second home status on the property. Take the hypothetical example of a Michigan couple who rent the same Florida apartment every year from the first week of November to the second week in May. They drive each way, bringing clothes and personal belongings for the stay. They also rent a small storage unit in Florida near the apartment to store items they prefer not to haul back and forth, such as bicycles and beach chairs. Because they live in Florida for just over half the year, they no longer pay Michigan state income tax. Given this scenario, it's easy to see how this couple considers their Florida apartment to be a second home. The decision to buy or rent a second home involves most of the same factors as the same decision for a main home. At a high level, the decision depends on the current housing market along with your unique financial situation and personal preferences. First, let's look at the advantages of buying. Ownership means equity. Buying means you own an asset that can go up or down in value. In the past few decades, U.S. real estate values have risen on average in most markets. As a result, buyers can have some degree of confidence their second home value will appreciate over time. You can also earn rental income. With full ownership, an owner has the option of generating revenue from renting the property. This can also be an option for some forms of partial ownership. Then there are tax advantages. The federal income tax mortgage interest exemption applies to the sum of main and second home interest payments. However, interest paid on other homes beyond these is not acceptable. Freedom. Owners have the freedom to live in the property whenever they want, to store their belongings at the home, and decorate the indoor and outdoor spaces of the structure to their liking. If applicable, however, homeowner association rules may restrict certain practices. Well, so what are the disadvantages of buying? Well, 
Value appreciation is not guaranteed. Risk always accompanies the purchase of an asset. One risk is that the property may not appreciate as much as planned. It may even lose value in certain situations. Homeowners in coastal Florida may be faced with such a prospect, for example. Then there are landlord headaches. Renting out a property can be a lot of work and expense if you decide to be a landlord. Then there are the costs of ownership. Owning a second home means a long list of expenses for maintenance and other things. And then finally, it's always the same place. Owners may be reluctant to travel elsewhere since they're invested in time and money in this second home. Well, what about the rental option? Well, here are some advantages to renting. You avoid ownership risk and costs. A renter offloads ownership risk to the landlord. Responsibility for property maintenance, structural insurance, and other costs belong to the rental property owner. Also, rentals of renters avoid purchasing and selling costs. Finally, renters pay only for the time spent staying in the property, whereas full-time owners pay expenses year-round, even when the home is empty. Then there's flexibility. Renters don't have to worry about selling an asset when they no longer want to stay in the property. Also, a renter can rent different properties in different locations each year. This might be a good way to scout future retirement locations. Well, rental has disadvantages as well. When you're a renter, you don't have an asset, so you don't have any equity. Renters forego the possible investment gains on a second home. And there's no income opportunities. Renters pay rent, they don't earn it. Then there are no tax advantages. Tax breaks are enjoyed by owners and that are not available to renters. And you're at the landlord's mercy. Since the landlord is responsible for many things, renters often experience delays in getting problem fixed at the property. And then there are some other rental costs. While rent does count as a major cost, renters face other kinds of expenses. Some of these might be a security deposit, pet fees, renter's insurance, and utilities not covered by the landlord. So how do you decide? The decision to buy or rent is informed by both personal and economic factors. First, let's talk about the personal factors. Here's some questions you might want to ask. Do I want the freedom to stay in the property anytime I choose? Do I want the freedom to change the property to meet my desires? Do I want to restrict myself to one location for a getaway destination? Do I, do I want to be at the mercy of a landlord? Do I want to be responsible for the maintenance of the property? And if I become a landlord, do I want those responsibilities? Now, how about economic factors? Here's a couple. Do I want to have an asset that will hopefully increase in value? And do I have the financial resources to acquire and maintain a property? To determine if it makes more sense financially to buy or rent, set up an economic comparison between the two. For the prospective purchase, find the following data. The purchase price, the down payment, the mortgage total amount and the interest rate you're going to be charged. Then what's your mortgage payment going to be? Property taxes, insurance, and what it'll cost you for maintenance and repairs. Then for the rental side of the comparison, find out the monthly rent, non-refundable front-end fees, and any other monthly fees that you'll be responsible for. Also, on the renting side, assume the amount that you have otherwise devoted to a down payment, that is your equity going into the purchase, is invested in an interest rate of your choosing. Using these numbers, compare the two scenarios side by side. 
An illustration of such a comparison is shown in the ebook accompanying this series. When you do the analysis, you may find that even if the numbers favor one alternative from an economic perspective, you may have some personal factors that may outweigh that difference. Thank you for listening. If you found this helpful, we appreciate it if you would please consider subscribing to the podcast so we can let you know when new episodes are released. In addition, please share and leave a review. To find more on this topic and others, including videos and ebooks, visit CantissimoSeniorLiving.com. This is Pete Kears with the Senior Lifestyles Podcast. Talk to you next time.